Welcome to the Leaders Who Care, a podcast powered by Dynamis Group. We are here to give the stage and support to those committed to create a positive and lasting impact way beyond the profits and margins, the leaders of the world who care for others and serve a bigger purpose. Join us on the journey of creating a better, more caring world. And now to your host, Marian Tamalkov. Dear audience, welcome on the Leaders Who Care. Today I have the privilege to welcome a, a great leader and someone who's been deeply passionate about helping others, um, born by his own journey and necessity through life. Life can be really tough and difficult, but um, also that, that difficult moments brings a lot of goodness to us if we can strengthen and, and overcome those. And um, we have today Gene, who spent over 20 years in the world of tech, uh, uh, building really high-performing teams, um, really helping people drive themselves and, and uh, find a better way um, through life, lead uh, purpose-driven leader and uh, uh, really teaches people how to uh, lead the direction and uh, um, having the courage to, to conquer their vision and their ideas. And um, he's manifesting that through uh, all the work he does through directly to himself and coaching, but also his uh, team. And um, Gene, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, Jean Bernier, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you today. Thank you very much, Marion, for having me on the show. It's an honor to be part of uh, the excellent guests that you've already had who talked about leadership and what it means to be a leader who cares. Would love to hear your definition, Gene, uh, <laughs> Because you've, you've, you've met a lot of people and uh, you've gone through a really tough moment. But uh, um, tell us more about your own journey and uh, what inspired you to do what you do today. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. You know, one I've actually been kind of like, I would say realizing a little bit more over the last like four or five months is I'd categorize the last five years as a year, uh, the, a section in my life of experimenting trying to answer the question which I thought was what do I want to do when I grow up and in that time I, I, I went from uh, co-founding and running an agency called Cheeky Monkey Media for seven plus years to leaving that to do working with some startups to seeing some wonderful experiences of what it means to run a company uh, what it means to fold a company and how to handle r running that with teams to now striking out on my own and realizing what I didn't realize was the question that I was really looking for is who do I want to be in all this and how, how do I bring that out and just the, the experience of what that meant to have gone through all that experimenting, trying all these different things and realizing the what I want to do question was just filling my time and creating an unnecessary pressure upon myself to perform in the hopes of being validated at some point in time, instead of just being able to be super present. Wow. And um, tell us more about uh, what is, how do you coach others? What, uh, what really, uh, because you're looking to find your own um, really what sets your heart on fire these days, yes. your film and your mission. And uh, so far, uh, um, starting with you first, and then yes. we'll go to, to the people you help, what gives you fulfillment? Oh. What gives you really that, that uh, deep satisfaction? You know, honestly, like, you know when you've had like just a deep conversation with somebody and it's just like you know that you're connected they understand you you understand them and by the end of it you both get to leave with a little bit of an aha moment that you didn't have when you started that for me that's why i kind of got into coaching i when i i was realizing in the processes of going what do i want to do with my life um i started asking myself well, what parts of the things that i have done that i really enjoy and like, don't get me wrong, I love building tech. Like, it's, it's like followed me from building Lego all the way up to building really incredible products for our clientele over the years. But what I enjoyed the most was like when you sit with that, that team member or, and all of a sudden you ask a question that in a way that they just didn't think about. And you can see the light in their eye just kind of go turn back on. They're like, 
oh shit i didn't think about it like that and they have that moment you're like yeah it was part of that moment for you and you get to go watch what they do it's like for me getting to watch others have success because of just a question that they were posed in a new way that was like even right now like my heart's like racing it's just like i want to go do that more and i want to help people do that more and it just comes from this beautiful place of like being with you know without an agenda right i guess there's a small amount of agendas like we want to get i i, I selfishly love that feeling of going i just watched you have that aha moment but being able to put that to the side and be like i'm here because i care about you because I want to see your integrity and I want to see you play boldly and bravely right now. And being able to stand in that spot, Marion, is like, that's what it means to, to hold a little bit of space for, for somebody in my world. No, that's, that's awesome, really. And in fact, this part of that, that's why care is so important because when you care for others that often may go beyond their self-interest, your personal self-interest, but really, just contributing and uh, and start giving. Yeah. This is a very nice switch that happens when you start giving. Um, when you grow, you feel alive, of course. But yes. when you start giving, you feel like ten times more alive. So it's like you you because it assumes it's like a pretty much like a, a brain uh, correlation saying, yeah. "If I can give, that what? means." I have something to offer, and, uh, and, and it's an honor that I am able to even give and, and yeah. make a difference. Well, I think like those two things, that like giving and getting, are like they're they're the start and the end uh, of the circle. Um, I don't know if you if you're familiar with a gentleman named Bob Berg. He writes a series called The Go Givers, and he has a whole like five step loop about like giving fully. But on the end of that is also being open to the receiving and, and, and the getting. But it starts with the giving. It's, you know, I, I do believe in, like, what you put out to the universe, you are going to uh, get in return and in spades sometimes, right? Like, there's always a multiplier on what you're giving. So that giving comes down to that choice. So making the choice to step into whatever it is, clearly and consciously being like, well, in this instance, I'm going to show up caring courageous compassionate and with integrity so if you can step for me if, when every time i step into a situation with be it on a show like this or with clients there's always something good that comes out of it because being driven from those those spots real value can start to happen and it, it it's it kind of just allows you to be present and and open to what it is and where they are and joining them there and then seeing what else could be from there. I have a question. There's yeah. a unique phrase I'm going to show up. And uh, to what extent do you think we could show up or just uh, make it a lifestyle, for example, just the way we are? And is mm -hmm. there, from your perspective, this is a journey that people need to go through? Because sometimes people may not be there. Right. They may want to get there, oh. and it's, it's a process that is we have to go through, which is um, working on our character. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so uh, what are your what is your experience? Oh, from like being like, oh, I want to be the person that shows up to being the person that shows up. Oh, that's a great phrased question. Oh, yeah. I think that's it's good. gonna, it, it, you know, <laughs> I. I I think that first step is just acknowledging that is like where you want to be in, yeah. you know, I love that the, the definition as well of like your character versus your lifestyle. But like if, if who you truly want to be is eventually be that person that can show up. Well, the first step is, I guess, kind of asking, uh, flip it around and asking those around you. It's like, how do I show up? Yeah. That can be a, a like a scary yeah, question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right. It's like, if you, whatever group you've got, if you've got a work group, a family group, a friend group, it's like, in a, if you're questioning, oh, I want to be the person that shows up for others, well, then let's first find out how is it that you're showing up? And what is that awareness that you're going to have to start to bring to how it is you show up? Because maybe you think, oh, when I'm, I'm there, people like me, or maybe there's like a, maybe there's a bit of a tension, you can just never quite put your, your finger on what, what is happening. 
with how your you know your body language is your tonality and your words like all that makes up how how we how we do show up for others so ask the question be like how do i show up then sit down and be prepared be prepared for the answers because they're going to be tough perspectives that you're going to not necessarily see you know I, we all have blind spots and when we ask the questions like how am i showing up you're gonna to have to start turning around and having a look at those places that you necessarily don't always see in your day to day. I think that's that first step is like it always is, are you gonna be bold enough to step into that awareness? Well, and that's, uh, that is the important question to really know how you, but then some people having difficulties of uh, yeah, dealing with necessarily uh, if somebody tells them what they feel or it may come up as a not as good as they were hoping yeah there's always that fear right of, uh, and and the first reaction is very important to such a moment because if you react really upsettingly people may not tell you again because they, <laughs> you know you, you're upset so much that they yeah. just why should i go through that uh, that feeling moment uh, but I, I mean that comes true is it the truth you prefer or uh, the comfort of your feelings so it's oh like... man what a what a what a statement but that's true I, I you know and I feel like there's a yes and to that journey is like are you then are you going to be able to sit with yourself and own that reaction and that reaction is actually more telling than the words that they that that person says to the to the question. How am I showing up? Is like, if you're wondering, if you're on that path to being someone who can be stand there and be present, is like, well, then you need to kind of start to get right and bring the you know the monsters out of the shadows a little bit, and you have to go ask and provoke them to show up internally, right? So like asking that question, how do I show up? You get an answer that just all of a sudden is just like you see red, or you're like, um, this is like an, an extreme emotion of some kind. It could be anger, it could be confusion, it could be whatever it wants to be. be. And then you're like, oh, I got to sit with this. Okay, this is what's showing up. What is really hiding in here? And as soon as you start to bring those, the, that, you know, that part, I, you know, the saboteurs out in your life and bring them into the light, that's when you can start to deal deal with them and put a face to it, put a sound to it, put an experience to it, and know, be like, oh, I see it. When when this shows up, the saboteur happens, and on the front, it may feel like I need to protect myself from it. But what you really need to do is start to like meet it face on and go, hey, what are you standing in front of? Because each of those reactions is a message behind another message. So like, what is, what's the experience that, that that emotion is, is standing in front of that saboteur is standing in front of and start to, to work through it. You know, that, that, that you asked a little bit earlier about what it means to do the coaching and stuff, working with people and helping them stand in that place and explore that, that as well as part of that lighting up is like all of a sudden when someone's just like, ah, I've always reacted in x way you know i've always gotten mad i've always got frustrated i've always shut down whatever that i've always got to statement is by the end of it when they can start sitting with i get to hear what it's saying now i don't always have to respond like this i may react like this but i can also take a breath now and choose how i respond and go oh, okay this thing's telling me something now all of a sudden i can hear the other message I can hear what's coming in from the, the the response to the question of how am I showing up now I can sit when anybody is else is in that storm and recognize what's happening and go I can be the steady sure that they need right now no I, I really I feel it's a journey because sometimes we have certain beliefs that if you um, yeah, don't defend yourself. You might lose something, respect, job, whatever, a friend. But in actual fact, um, it's so much power of understanding what... It may not be the right 
perception of you from others mm-hmm. but, uh, not always that but at least that's a perception which you could take it and say okay well that's how i'm showing up from time to time doesn't mean it's the truth doesn't mean yeah. but if people feel that way you gotta acknowledge it and say interesting why is that what can yeah. i do to change it like I use Elon Musk, and he said, "Don't tell me what it works. That's uh, it's nice to from time to time celebrate, but for him personally, he's like, tell me what doesn't. I don't have time to listen to, and that's why which accelerates a lot of the innovation, the success, and we see the results. I mean, it's not necessarily example for everything, of course, but but, but it's just showing whenever you want to progress of your own character." until we live we have a chance to work on our character that's, that's the beauty of it. so i think regardless of what age and i think you can change at any time i agree with that 100 percent. i don't there is no age there's no expiry date on personal progress and exploring who you are and finding new ways of being right like there's no something, well, they, these things, things oh yeah these, th- these things don't stop learning yeah and people say i'm too old for this well <laughs> Not really. Uh, it's like, like uh... the, the only time I believe that is when we're no longer standing on this ground. It's like as soon as you've expired from this plane of ex- existence, that that's a that's the date you're too old to change. Up until then, you're not too old to change. Like you, you can always stand in in that space, asking the question of like, what's going on. And, you know, this actually pulls back to a guest I just had on my show. And he, he talks a lot about doing, uh, at, in, in the Agile world, a lot, a lot of uh, retrospectives. But this is something you can take into your own personal life as well. I've done with my own clients. It's like, what's going well? What's not going well? What would you like to, what do you need to stop doing? And what would you like to start doing? Like, asking yourselves that, like, once a week on a sa- Sunday or whenever... You you need a little reset. It's like it doesn't just work with teams. It works on your personal life as as well if you're willing to answer the questions and and sit with the questions and and find out what is it that you know it's just as important to say hey here's the things that are going well because it's important to celebrate that. I think sometimes we get in that trap of like what's not going well. It's really easy to stay there and to focus on oh here's all the bad things. Be mm. like yes and like there's no way that it's, it's all bad and it's no way that it's all good and it's like okay what do you want to do with that place then what are the things that maybe you're avoiding what are the things that you need to step into or learn to step into and knowing that you got to take the steps it's not jumping into some of this stuff it's it, it's like you said earlier marion it, it, it's a journey it's a journey of this self-discovery, and it doesn't happen in a day. And if you choose to, you can keep doing it all the way to the very end. What triggered that transition from being a tech leader to more coaching? And what was your motif or, or you know, what inspired you to uh, start that journey? Oh. <clears throat> I think it, it got to the I, I think I kept driving myself into this place of burnout, of like chasing the what what do I want to do, and have had had seasons of like great success and great growth, and I've also had seasons of like where it just seems like everything's going backwards, and I I wanted to try to figure that out a, a little bit about myself, going what is what is in here, what is what what is part of the cycle and how do I. How do I change it for myself? And so I, I actually started working with coaches, thinking the work I was going to be doing was going to stay in the tech world. I was going to be a fractional COO, C- CTO, because that's what I was doing. I was making good money doing it. I had a great lifestyle business. But I wasn't like super excited or happy about any of the work that I was doing. Um, mm. And so I was working with my own coach, and he was hitting me with some real powerful questions and like shaking my my world doing exactly what I paid him to do. And I think it was like on our second, second or third session, he's just like, you know that you've been doing coaching, right? I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the thing I'll do. Like when I'm 60, like when I'm retired and have enough experience, then I can go off and coach. And he kind of laughs and goes, how old do you think I am? 
and we had a laughing moment. He's just like, dude, you don't need to wait till then. Everything, all the stories that you've shared, all the things that have lit you up, light you up. It's it's not about helping people with processes. It's not about deploying cool tech. Every story that lights you up is when you're helping people. And he challenged me to go off and talk to like my my friend group and my network at the time, uh, to say, ask the question, be like, how do I show up? And when I'm working with you in these projects, how do you view me as like? A, in in a coaching capacity and it just got like this overwhelming response of like oh yeah this is exactly what you do you're always helping us you're always like you know you you hold space in a conversation in ways that i don't get anywhere else your coach is right you should really be thinking about doing this and that was like the impetus about through i would say two and a half three years ago to start to make that shift of going oh well, maybe this isn't a thing that I need to wait until X amount of experience to be able to start to go share it. And maybe this is a place that I could start to go do now. And then I just started doing it and experiencing it. And I shifted a couple of my consulting clients into coaching agreement agreements just to try it on, to shift instead of going, hey, instead of me telling you what to do, why don't we figure out what it is that you actually want to be doing? and why you want to be doing it. They're like, yeah, I like that better. I'm like, oh, okay. And it was just like kind of this experience of going into it and having somebody else hold that mirror up for me to force me to have another look at it and step into it. And um, we, you mentioned that you've been going through that period of almost experiencing some difficult burnout moments and that how how do you take care of yourself, really, you know, during those moments, not to, to cross the boundary? And obviously, yeah. the transition of the coaching helped you a lot. Because yeah. I think a lot of that burnout, I, I, obviously, your difficult moment is borne by the mental um, perception, I think, not so much yeah. physical often. But um, I'm sure it was a lot of pressure for you to figure out what you want to do and what are the things. And uh, just understanding that process of, like, uh, what what do you do to go from a place where you're very close to that or in that to getting out of that? Mm. Uh, it, it's not the simple answer, but, like, where I started to change that cycle is when I started going to, like, to coaching <clears throat> and when I start to see a, a counselor is, like, uh, and understanding the benefits of that self-reflection a little bit about not being able to see my own blind spots and sitting with those folks to do that, that was a huge component of that journey. It's like over the last three years, I've done a lot of work in the in that area. And that's that has helped me in big ways. Now, how do I handle this on a day-to-day -day basis? It's like, well, like we were talking about earlier before our show started here, it's like one of my like long-term goals is like, I want to have a dance party on a cruise ship when I turn 100. And I would say over the last three years, that has shifted from this being about physical health to now being physical health, uh, mental health, and emotional health. So, like, you know, part of my journey has been doing exercising every day. It's like, I need it. I can tell when I don't exercise, like, my, my mental health and everything else does, does suffer from it. And I've, I've realized how healthy that is and what it means when I sweat and really push my body to find out what it is it can do in that moment there's a bit of like this like afterglow from from it it's just like a my my clarity is like the best after exercise um i come up with some of my best ideas after i do that and being able to put myself and making that important as well there's meditation which i do you know try to do five to seven times a week to help keep things in perspective and actually, one of the things that I've added for myself from a state of like just finding fun in my life again is on my uh, outcome tracker, I, I track, did I set aside one to three hours this week just for something that was fun, not something that was productive, not for something that was like getting something accomplished, but just something that was fun because I deemed it fun. And just by having that permission to myself alone... Like this, since I 
started doing that, like, honestly, like, my life feels way less pressured. It, you know, I, I have also kind of a, an opinion sometimes, and I've seen, I know it, it sounds we, we do the right things, and by doing the right things, uh, there will be results, no doubt about it. Yeah. But when we start doing by a few hours here, a few hours there, am I in check and all these devices, it's like we're starting to, to live by the checklist. Yeah. It's like it, it could become like a quite a, a, a you know, <laughs> yeah, technology t- driven it, uh, instead of uh, actually living it. Everything yeah. you, 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 it's just, uh, you know, the, the, it, it comes that way. I, I um, yeah, of course, no, you go through the different emotions of the day, but it's imagine if we can do that effortlessly it's like yes. in an integrated way. And, um, and, uh, and really just uh, when you look at people in that live over 100 years of age, for example, that's in the blue zones. And now, yeah. of course, what they do because success leads clues, so we could look at that. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, maybe difficult to do this in our society, urbanization. So maybe that may not be that relevant because that's a different lifestyle. Can we simulate that? Can we... So how many people in the urban cities have reached that stage of the hundred years? Maybe that's one more relevant that. But I just feel that yeah, sometimes you sometimes it's quite monotonous in terms of if we just follow this checklist. Yeah. It 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 it, it really one hundred percent you said something there that really triggered a reminder is like this is you know, I can either be a human doing or a human being. And I think I'm, I'm borrowing that from uh, something Tony Robbins said years and years ago, but it, it, it resonates with me is like that as well, like adds onto that, that, that journey over the last five years is like, what do I want to be? Well, I want to be that human being, which means I have to be living in this moment and not filling every moment with a checkbox and trying to get something accomplished is like, can I slow down? Can I be present in my own, own life? can I actually make a little space for fun? And as I've done that exploration, I would say I've realized, I think I used to like run myself at like 110% and like jokingly somehow I like gaslit myself to say, Oh, that's really like 80% only because I could reach like 150 and then spectacularly burn out. But now I think I'm actually living in that space where I'm running at like 80% optimization gives me that other 20 percent for creativity for that little bit of space for for downtime and for like removing the state of rush when i think about like what it is how i i've helped myself is like identifying i was rushing from one thing to the next to the next to the next to the next there was never a space and if there was a space left between them it'd almost be like i would come down hard on myself because I think that was, that's like that message, like, you know, for the last 15, 20 years around entrepreneurship, it's just like grind, grind, grind. You can, you can sleep when you're dead. Be like, bullshit. Like this, it's, it's not about that. And it's the message was wrong. And it's a message that we, I think I would say I'm starting to learn and I'm seeing more people learn about that be like there is a time and a place to work hard there's no doubt about it and to be and that the tension and the pressure can be a very healthy thing but just like that checklist creates this pressure when unchecked and when un when you don't go back and reevaluate that it can do a lot of damage very quickly in a short period of time that has long-term consequences and um just uh, curious by by your uh, the, the name you put peeling back the layers. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the meaning behind that? Why do, what do you call it? Well, kind of two things. So, uh, if you look at the name, someone might look at that going, "Oh, is it spelled wrong?" Well, no, it's it's actually an acronym for my kids: Presley, Elliot, Alice, and Logan. So as we were trying to fit when we were coming up with the name, uh, that's how we were playing around with it, me and my wife. But the other part about it is, is like, 
it's kind of like a, a knock-on Shrek. So in the movie Shrek, so Shrek and Donkey are talking about what it means to be an ogre. And ogres are like onions, and you onions are made with layers, and you peel back to get more, more of the onion, right? And joking around with my friend uh, Ryan Lancaster, he we made that reference and like ah oh, but it's so true like the work that we do i do as a coach is about helping people just pull back one layer at a time like we don't necessarily want to cut through the whole experience of it but we want to one layer at a time sit and experience peel back the next layer sit and experience it because it is a journey because it is a place of understanding there's also a place of recovery and healing that comes along with that and if you go too fast you're gonna cause more damage you're gonna potentially leave some version of scar tissue and we don't want to do that well that's uh thanks for clarifying because i also thought the same is it what's the difference between the peel back <laughs> um it's you know when, when you talk about the fog as well um, how to realize that you have come to a place in your life when you are in the fog? What, what made you realize that? Is it the way you feel or what is your own experience? Oh. Well, I'll, I'll share my own experience with that is like, I think, you know, where I shared, like I go through these seasons of like great success yeah. and all, all that, what all those set seasons had in common was like, I could clearly see where my North stars were. Like, what are my objectives what are my out outcomes that i'm working towards and i always knew the purpose behind each of them when i had those very clearly defined the actions kind of like set themselves and things progressed and i allowed them to progress but there was always a point when all those goals would get accomplished sitting in that space of and now what I'm going oh well it will come right and you've, you have spent all this time doing some incredible work you get to this plat. I would get to this plateau area, going no, no, it, it'll come. And then before you know it, it'd been like months or maybe even a year of going no, no, it will come. I was still deploying the same amount of energy, but without direction. And that's where that that burnout was coming from. It was it, it always felt when I get to that place, like I was in the fog, like I'd come from one place, gotten here. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know where I want to go next. And I can't see where I want to go next. And I can't even see the, you know, the road under behind me or beneath me. But I wasn't stopping. So, like, now all of a sudden, I'm, like, crashing into things, uh, both physically and, and mentally and emotionally, not knowing where to go and just leaving a pile of destruction kind of in that path, trying to find run my way out of it which i would realize came to realize i was just running in circles the entire time just spending a whole lot of energy going nowhere to me that that was that definition the fog of like mm -hmm. i've done incredible things not being truly prepared for what comes at the end of that outcome to be able to say hey it got me here now where do i want to go thinking oh, okay i can just take the I, I can sit here for a little bit Th that's a yes and I also then need to start to do that work to slow back down to find my way back through the fog. Yes, I feel sometimes, uh, Jaden, and we talk about coaching. I, um, in in my own experience and journey, of course, we all have that moments of, uh, of hardship, failure, or difficulties. But this is also the greatest blessing we have because at the same time, uh, when you look at a beautiful. Uh, um, metally, um, let's say a beautiful sword, for example, that sword yeah. is, is going through a lot of heat and a lot of banging yes. to, to get to that beautiful stage. Um, and, and similar with, with people and, and uh, you need to go through a lot of hardship because hardship or, or difficulties produce strong people. Mm -hmm. uh, strong people produce good times. And yeah. If it's good times and don't have really that difficulty, it may produce weak people and that, that yeah. can lead to, to really crisis and, and, and uh, problems. But so in a way, because we, we live in a, a world that's on the surface really we're so privileged to have so much, so 
uh, and, and in the Western world, uh, obviously now we, we're encountering challenges that, that the peace may be threatened, but we're realizing how important it is to be uh, maintained, and to, yeah. not to escalate. But uh, in reality, um, we haven't seen that much hardship, and yet the hardship is kind of imposed on our minds, and people are starting to wonder. I'm sorry, it's not like the hardship is often mental because in the Western countries, in Europe and the US, at yeah. least, um, the, the kind of lack of food and people starving to death is very minimal. There is exist such things, but yeah. really, it's very, uh, very minimal. So I feel like we, a lot of people go into life and they just like going from lump to post. And I feel like there's a lot of fog everywhere. Yeah. Um, and and what brings you clarity, basically? What what mm. brings you that? What clears everything? Enlightenment. That yeah. really, that that, and not just one part. Air, it just like opens up. I I love your sword metaphor because it's just like, well, how how did how does that sword become that sword? How does it go from a piece of iron to a, a weapon or a tool that can be wildly used? Well, it's got to be forged. And like that word, as you're talking about, is like, are you willing to? What is your version of being forged? It's like, are you willing to take the heat, to take the resistance to go through to become that next thing? Like, are you willing to go from the piece of iron to the beautiful sword sitting on a shelf somewhere? That piece of iron can also be turned into a ton of other I implements. People may want. To become but they don't have the power to do so so what gives you power if you want to become that having a deep reason behind it right like uh, it's you can use something as simple as like the five whys it's like keep asking yourself why until you get to the actual core of like well i want to uh you know i, I want to have a dance party when i'm 100 well why well, because I think it would be fun, and it, it's nice to, to get there. Well, why? Well, I want to be healthy. Well, why? Because I fear being like an old person in a walker who can't enjoy life as I get older. Well, why? I really enjoy living life. Why? Because it's a gift. And that, that's my opinion of it. Why is, and you can keep going down that path. Is like actually sit and chase the whys a little bit. With yourself sometimes hearing why can be a real defensive causing why can be a very defensive causing word but if you are willing to sit and chase the why for a little bit about any of the things that you're working towards you're going to find a deeper meaning and something that really fuels what it is that you're trying to accomplish and so by getting to that place at least this is how i've experienced it, is like when i can connect to that deeper meaning is like then i'm willing I'm excited to go do the forging. I'm excited to go do the hard stuff, knowing oh, this isn't as refined as it, it could be. And without understanding my why and understanding what it is that drives me to go do that, I might not have the right fuel to get to where, to you know, to be forged in the way that I'm hoping to be one day. I, I, I honestly uh, hear you and just see a lot of... I just feel that... Um, People often approach life uh, with, um, yeah, with trial and error. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be always that way. Trial and error, it helps. I think there is a level of uh, uh, system that can be followed that that is really exceptional and can help people. But often people neglect or ignore uh, certain parts, especially the spiritual part. Is mm -hmm. And then they come to a moment where they start meditating. Yeah, but what are you meditating on? Is the question. If you meditate on nothing or just peace of with you, that may come, but you may not have the progress. You may not. So, so it's really. Uh, and, and when I look at all, all the back, and the, because for me, results matter. So yeah. typically, it's, you can do whatever philosophy and belief and so, but after all, it comes down to. Show me the results. Yeah. 
and the results matter. Yeah. And uh, that's why I, I feel like people say life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to pick. You never No, I disagree. Life can be like a box of chocolate with a menu. Yeah. Study and understand the spiritual laws which are written in scripture, which yeah. is what helped me in the most difficult times. There's a reason, and of course, that's why for me personally, if you ask my opinion, what I believe more, holding it to anyone, but what has helped me in the hardest times, and I see it, and I'm having the privilege to speak to a multi-billionaires, I send mm-hmm. to great leaders, and often in certain moments of life, you can accumulate a lot of wealth or a lot of uh, really great material possessions, success, but that will not give you fulfillment. No. It's uh, uh, is really um, it's it's not the mission or assignment. Of the yeah. It's not the mission or assignment of the house to give you comfort. To give you comfort. Yeah. It's uh, it's to give you status. It's to give you knowledge. But all those things that you might accumulate. But um, at the end of the day, when I look in in the, the deeper, and why I say for me the greatest care of the world is Jesus who came here not to take anything for himself, but came to heal, came to lift people, came to resurrect. There was power in that because yeah. the rich and the, and the wealthy and the powerful were interested in him because of the power he has. And they were interested in how, how can they get that power? But that power was unexplainable because it does what the miracle is, right? Something yeah. that your mind cannot logically explain or process. Uh, but also, if you look at his life, and he came to serve us, he yeah. came to be a blessing, and uh, that's what you know for me has been the greatest. What gives me fulfillment is to live an effective life, serving the purposes of God, and being a blessing to the world. Mm. Not, and not able to bless yeah. us. It's. Uh, it's just pointless, you know. Uh, an effective life is matters because you don't have to go through the fog all the time. You need a light. You need, and that's what you need. Yeah. You need to know scripture. You need to know those spiritual laws. And we had that naturally many, many years ago, but we kind of lost it along the way because we, we got like uh, distracted by all sorts of technology and, and uh, uh, because the blind cannot guide the blind. You know, if there's no, <laughs> I don't know where they're heading, they can't yeah. guide you know, the guy you were aware. Yeah. <laughs> so I just feel that, that there's a lot that we, we we really we could go back to our roots, go back to our uh, what made us uh, come to this even stage in the first place, and, and really uh, take care of each other and uh, yeah. and and ponder and understand those promises, the spiritual laws that were a gift to us. Yeah, I, I love that. It's like. You know, we are, I, I really think we, I agree with you that we are in the service of one another. It's like finding what that gift is to, and how you're going to, to serve. It's like, pulls it right back to the start of our conversation. It's like, what are you giving? Exactly. What are you giving? What, what are you, what are you, uh, um, and also it's like um, giving, doing things effortlessly, right? This is what, uh, what comes when you have the power because you will not get exhausted. You know? yeah. and that's why I say um, easy really to do uh, all of this. But uh, what about all those people that are really at a very, very difficult moment? Okay, we talk from an idealistic point of view, yeah. maybe we'll be blessed and to have all this, but what about those that uh, are not? What about those that are really... Um, barely even scraping for survival and uh, or, or survival doesn't have to be just material yeah. uh, physical survival maybe do I what's the point of living this how can or should I live this life should I not mm. what's one encouragement what could we uh, give to, to those people you know from your perspective and of course that would be from my experience but yeah. how can we help and lift and inspire them powerful question it feels like a very res- a, a, a responsible question I, 
man, it just pulls me back to an, another show that I was part of. And it just, we talked about what it means to like remind people that they're cared for right at, at the end of the day is like, it, it may feel incredibly defeating looking around on like social media or everywhere else, seeing people living what appears to be their best lives. Um, they're, pro they're probably not right. Like they're all, a lot of people are putting on, on a show and it comes down to like, not, I, I wish for people that are in that place of going, that are so low, having been there myself is like, you don't need to hold yourself up against somebody else's bar. It's like, you've got it in you. You are important. You might not feel it right now, but I'm telling you, you are important. You have a reason for being here. And if you, for myself, what got me out of that dark place when I was in a, a spot where I thought I didn't want to be here anymore, I, I realized I needed to start to get out of my comfort zone. And what, what could my day tomorrow be even just half a percent better if I just focus on how can I find that one, you know, that one percent to half percent better tomorrow. I don't need to think about what it's going to be like in a year. I don't need to think about what it's going to be like in 10 years. When I was there, my focus was tomorrow. I'm going to be here tomorrow. How am I going to make just tomorrow a percent better? That's a real small step. Make it a half a percent. Make it point zero one percent better. That is, that's, that's your that was the aha moment. I was like literally sitting in my car after having gone to talk to my doctor when I was in a, in a very depressive state. I still remember it very clearly, just like sitting there. It was like the sun was sh like sh sun shined in through the window, and it was just like the reason that you're like you're you're where you are is you stop doing hard things for yourself. Start being out of your comfort zone daily and that was like it was it was a like very it. clear message to my I, like and I, I to this day i heard it in my voice but it also wasn't my voice if that makes sense a little and bit of inconvenience every day gives you long convenience <laughs> for the rest of your 100 <laughs> and it was like man the the things that <clears throat> i was trying to avoid thinking oh my i shouldn't have to do this stuff be like I've real I've come to ex accept and like welcome those things now. And like yes, that was a course of like 10 years from that point in that car to to our episode today is like and I I've I've had to re relearn that and find new ways of of uh getting that because guess what happens when you go I'm going to get on my comfort zone a little bit every day. Your comfort like how far you get in that short period of time is like huge. Then you realize your comfort zone is big. And you got to start doing new things to get out of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely and fully behind you on this. And yeah, for me, um, these, uh, the system that I follow that made a profound difference is very much similar to what you just say every day improving. But uh, if I add into this, is divide it into five categories. And start with the spiritual because the spiritual will give you will clear the fog and then you could actually start working with your mental and physical these are the first spiritual mental physical which you need all of them you know to uh, be a blessing to others and then uh, the fourth and the fifth as you serve others and start giving you will start receiving which will take care of your finances and the last of course is your relationships and Make sure you bring all of your destiny helpers. And in order to, to have all destiny helpers come to you, you need to be one yeah. for others. And, and it's just that but you cannot be one if you don't if you if you don't know where you're going, if you're fall. So you gotta work on yourself on those three. And if you do that every day to your point, uh, little by little, um, you'll discover uh, and above all, prayer. Prayer really covers you in the day because sometimes we get out of home and um, uh, we think we're going to get back home safely, but that's no guarantee. No. They, they, you, know, they, you know, just need to say thank you. Prayer, gratitude, and grace. Yes. Um, it really helped. But um, 
Yeah, what a what a what a really uh, great advice, and, and I hope this is really uh, can help someone out there that, that is, is going through this. Um, but above all, um, now thinking more about the brighter future of uh, uh, if we if we look at uh, what sets our heart on fire, what excites us for a more brighter, more caring world. What does that look like for you? If there was no limits, if there was really uh, you were in in a position to make that difference. Yes. You don't wish for a, for a more caring world. <laughs> Uh, you know, honestly, like to, to do more of what we've just done today is like, it, it comes down to like having caring, compassionate and conversations that are daring to go into the difficult places and ask the questions that make us stop and go, that's a good question. It's like, if I could do that every day, nonstop, I'd be excited. Like it, it comes back down to my, uh, what I'd love is like you gotta I, sleep. Good, nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then sleep and take care of yourself. But like the that is that's important. But like if if we're defining like a, a bucket every day, I get to go do something that I define as work. Is like talking with incredible people and watching them have aha moments, and like I, I get to paid to go talk to people. <sighs> Come on, like what what an incredible life that that is that we get to go live. Is like that's. That's the life I get to live on my journey to my dance party on February twenty first, two thousand and eighty. Like that's 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 the journey. Gene, thank you so much for taking the time today and uh, sharing your story and uh, insights. And thank you for helping us as well. And um, wish you all the best. And uh, really, blessings go out to you and your team. And uh, once again, thank you for taking the time today. Thank you very much for having me on the show today, Marion. It was a great conversation.